Welcome back to Kicks and Picks, guys. It's Coach Steve here with Scotty. Nick is off for the night, entertaining some family down in his part. So, Scotty and I got to pick up the slack here. And, Scotty, another uh, pretty good week of Champions League for us. We'll lead there. Yeah, I mean, good in terms of picks. Maybe not so good if you're rooting for a Liverpool comeback. But um, I think most of the games, I, I guess the Manchester City game was obviously a big route. Um, Liverpool game wasn't a route, but it was pretty much over. Napoli game was a route. So, Really, the Inter Inter Porto was the only quality one um, of the four, but it wasn't even pretty... a quality match, really, right? It was more just tight. It was pretty boring. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. boring. But um, at least there was drama, at least in some capacity, in the second half, which is more than yeah. you can say for any of the other ones. Um, as far as picks went, we did pretty well. Uh, we went three and three in our props. I think we finished up maybe like a unit and a half on it. Um, Vinny Jr. with the score assist that was a even money hit. We had Manchester City first half money line that was very easy uh and then we also had the napoli uh money line plus over one and a half total goals um so all in all pretty good made a little bit of money midweek helps kind of recover um we'll get into it a little bit more about our picks but five and five i think last weekend so a decent turnaround from our our zero and ten weekend the week prior um yeah i think we're up about half a unit there so we're on the right direction um we steady the ship i I think that's the the takeaway from the last four or five days on the kicks and picks pod yeah we had a couple free plays this week that we put out on twitter monday we had a let to go even money it took till very late i don't think we ever thought alvaro morata would save a bet for us he did and uh we put out a shot on target prop yesterday it was um mediteremi from porto and we had what was the other match yesterday turn blank it was city versus leipzig so city leipzig we had um who do we have? I got. I got to find it. But we had a shot on target parlay that hit, which was always wasn't a, it. A nice wasn't thing. it Taremi? Medi Taremi? Yeah, we had Taremi parlayed with. I'm trying to remember who I parlayed him with on the the free play. I have it here. Gotta double check. I don't want to give bad information. Oh, uh, Jekko. We had yeah. Jekko at plus one fifty six. The two of them parlayed. We cashed that. Taremi took really long time. Um, sweated that one out but it hit yeah he was uh, taking he, shots though yeah. I mean, he had three or four shots in the first half just i think he was the only guy really that that was missing um it was a weird the, the interporto game yeah. was, was kind of weird because it wasn't that they were just kind of sitting back and like nobody was taking their chances i mean i think inter had four of four shots in the first half that were all on target um porto i think had like seven shots but like two or three were on target so um it, if you looked at it face value it looked like a pretty boring match but there were you know there were chances taken and there was definitely some attacking play on both sides um obviously we had inter money line and i was expecting at least uh over one and a half goals for that one just because i felt like if inter got that opening goal then porto was going to push and then that would either you know open up porto for a counter or maybe porto sneaks one in and, and makes things interesting at the end but yeah, um, I thought we get at least two goals in that match. Uh, a lot less goals than I expected. Like the the Madrid match today, right? That I listened to the first little bit on on the radio on the way home from work, and the announcer was like getting breathless. He's like, "This is a back and forth first twenty five minutes." You heard uh, Vinny had a really good chance saved by Allison. You know, I know Darwin had a shot on target in the first minute, and yeah. it seemed like especially Madrid would get more than a goal. They'd end up getting one late, which helped me hit um, a money line parlay I had with Napoli o- over a, a one and a half. So that was nice to hit, but it took a while. It made me sweat it out a bit. Yeah, uh, Allison had a great game. I mean, he's had a great season yeah. for Liverpool. I think he's really like Liverpool's not having a good season. It could have been a lot worse if Allison wasn't playing as well as he has been in the past, whatever, five, six months now. Um, but he had, I mean, two surefire goals 
taken away from Real Madrid, one by uh, Vinicius yeah. Jr. And uh, one by, I think it was Camavinga had a shot from outside the box that yes. kind of deflected off of Milner. And uh, I think Allison got just like enough of a, of a hand on it to get it off the crossbar. Modric had another great shot that I think went off the crossbar. I don't know if Allison actually got a hand at that one, but it was close. So Liverpool were hanging in there in the first half. Um, they had their chances, you know, not nearly as good as Real Madrid's chances, but, you know, they, they were giving it their best. Um, Salah wasn't his best game. Um, I think he had a couple opportunities on the on the break where, you know, you'd either expect him to to pull away and then get one-on-one on one the keeper, or he tried to play a pass into uh, uh, Diego Jota at one point. He just left it like five yards short. It was very easy for um, Militao, I think, was, was covering on that side to, to catch back up. So not the sharpest. I think, you know, Liverpool's injury woes are continuing. Um, Bajatic and Henderson missed this one from midfield. And yeah. I think it's putting a lot of stress on these forwards who are, are trying to pick up the slack by tracking back and, and they're running a lot more. Um, and I think it's starting to, to show a bit now uh, in this closing two months of the season. Um, so no more Champions League, no midweek football left for Liverpool, which is the first time in a while that we can say that. I think uh, except for maybe the odd game here or there that has to get moved for opponents playing in the FA Cup. Um, they'll be done playing on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays now until, well, I mean, the way things are looking now, it might not be until they're in Europa next year, yeah. <laughs> if at best. <laughs> yeah, um, and one thing, just a little, little betting nugget I've noticed the past couple of Real Madrid Champions League matches is Vinny Jr., man, he gets some pretty big numbers for a guy who is as big game player as he's been because I think coming into this one, he had six goals in seven Champions League matches or six yep. and six if he missed one of their group stage matches. And he was at plus 275. We took him goal or assist at just about even money, I think, we got him at. Mm-hmm. And he had the assist from his rear end. Um, unlucky not to score a goal in this one. He Two looked goals. really, really impressive. I mean, you could see he was just, every time they were ready to start a break, he's like running on that that line, just waiting to, to make that sprint. Got caught offside a few times, but he was waiting every time just to spring that attack on the Liverpool back line. And he was giving them fits. Um, I'm looking, we're going to get into the Barca Real Madrid match. So I'll mention his line a little bit later, but man, he get he gets big numbers for a guy who's as impressive as he is. Yeah. He's a matchup nightmare for Trent. Um, everybody knows Trent likes to play a bit for more forward as a, as a wing back, try to get the, the, you know, supply into the, the forwards like Nunez or Gakbo or, or Jota. Um, and that just leaves a huge amount of space for, for Vinny to get in behind. And he had a couple great runs today, um, where he, either got in behind or he blew by Trent. Um, I think there was one run that sticks into mind where he just basically dummied Trent and just went right around him. Um, so he had freedom of movement to say the least. And then you pair him up with a guy like Benzema, you know, that's who, who Van Dyke is going to be focused on. So um, it's not even like Van Dyke can come over and help out across the pitch. Yeah. It's it's going to be up to, you know, in this game, Kanate, who, who did play pretty well, um, but a, a Vinny Jr. matchup against someone like Trent and then a center half, doesn't matter who it is, is, is a nightmare. Um, and he definitely was uh, exposing Liverpool's back line quite a bit today. Yeah, so um, pretty entertaining round of 16. A little bit of surprises, right? We got three Italian teams through. I think it was for the first time since 14-15 that three Italian sides have reached the quarterfinals. You know, the league's been down a bit in terms of, you know, maybe overall quality at the top. But when you get that many teams through it's uh certainly interesting we don't know what the draw will look like until friday but scotty just to throw some numbers at you the futures are out currently without the matchups being announced and right now as expected who do you think would be the favorite uh man city yep plus 175 followed by maybe Bayern. yep 275 um, who would you think the third team is 
Napoli? No, they're fourth at plus 650. There's one team okay. ahead of them. Madrid then? Madrid plus 550. Okay. I think that's still great value in Madrid, depending on who they Yeah, draw. I mean, I'm glad that books are finally giving Madrid credit because that's been yeah. Nick and I's play for a couple seasons now where yeah. Madrid has looked kind of soft in the league and they don't get a whole lot of credit in the, the Champions League as a result. And then Nick and I put some futures in. Usually around this time, that's that's pretty heavy. Yeah. And then you look at the the next four. It's Chelsea at plus 1,100, Inter at plus 2,200, Benfica at plus 2,500, AC Milan at plus 3,500. So um, depending on how the draw goes, if you like one of those teams now, you lock them in before the draw for a bigger number. If you like one of those bigger underdogs, maybe they get a good draw. Maybe they draw each other and they're into the semis. You never know what could happen. Um, but certainly uh, City with the 6 nothing win was always going to be favorites. They were favored before. We'll see if they can get it done this year. We'll, we'll see once the draw comes out. But certainly an interesting um, round of 16 for the Champions League. So you got the, the three Italian sides. You have one team from Spain, one from Germany, one from Portugal, and two from England. So a good mix. And um, Benfica quietly just, you know, doing their thing in Portugal. Nobody really pays attention. They've been outstanding all season. And they're sitting there with plus 2,500 odds. Still, certainly they don't play the competition on a week-to-week basis like in the Premier League. So they don't get the respect. But dangerous team. Yeah, locked and reloaded. Um, they've been picked apart from Liverpool, particularly uh, by some of these European clubs, and they don't miss a beat. So it's yeah. got to give them a lot of credit. They know how to develop talent. They know how to identify talent, and then they know how to develop them. Um, so it's a, a pretty good model for success, especially when uh, the transfer fees are getting as inflated as they are now. You know, you can sell yeah. some of these guys for 80, 100 million pounds and uh, go out and buy yourself a brand new squad of 11 guys and develop them for the next the next season yeah so anything else in the champions Scotty? before we move on to our buy or sell um i think it's just worth noting you, you just said it there's there's two english clubs left and who would have guessed that chelsea would have been one of those two um considering yeah. the struggles that they've had the last few months i mean granted it's not like liverpool and tottenham have been flying high either but uh he said two two england clubs are moving through it's city and somebody else I, I don't know that chelsea would have been the first or even maybe the second pick uh, that i have given you no, and right after, you know, you saw the round of 16 matchups, you, you had to like City's chances. You know, Liverpool's always going to have a tough time with Real Madrid. But when you saw Spurs against AC Milan and you saw Borussia Dortmund and Chelsea, you would have figured Dortmund had the better chance of advancing than Milan Definitely. based on form at the time. Um, you know, Chelsea got through a little bit on that PK that was retaken. That was the deciding factor. Yeah. So, sure, there's still some bitter people in in, in Dortmund in Germany, um, but they're the team that got through. So, great point there. They're a team that's kind of, snuck by maybe they start to find their form before the next round you have some time before april and you never plenty know of talent yeah. plenty of talent there's no i mean across the board uh batty shield is becoming one of the best center halves in europe uh, mm -hmm. pretty i don't want to say quietly but it, he's kind of definitely snuck up on me in the last you know month or so um obviously uh, obviously everybody knows yeah felix is a very dynamic player very creative uh and it's just a matter of pairing him with the right you know two or three guys up top and they have five or six quality guys to pick from on any given match day. So, um, you know, if Potter can kind of figure things out, figure out the right lineup and pull the right strings, they could be very dangerous. They could forward. be dangerous. Yeah. Especially if they get the right draw, I think they could be very dangerous. So we'll see where that goes. So yeah, check back in with us. We'll definitely have some champions league preview when, uh, after the draw is made, when we get closer to the next round, which will be in a few weeks, it's usually mid April or so, I think, um, yep. Big weekend coming up in Italy in Serie A this weekend, Scotty. We have Roma at Lazio. We share a stadium, obviously, but Lazio is the designated home team for this one. We have Juve at Inter at the San Siro. The top four race, before we even get into those two matches, it's worth noting. 
Um, Napoli running away on 68 points, followed by Inter on 50, Lazio on 49, Milan on 48, Roma on 47, Atalanta on 42. And Juve, even with their 15-point deduction, is, is on 38. So they're even creeping up on Atalanta for that second Europa League spot at this rate, the way they've been playing. Um, worth noting, last weekend, Inter lost on Friday to Spezia. Lazio drew Bologna. Uh, Atalanta lost. Uh, forget who it was against, but they they dropped. Oh, against Napoli, they lost. Uh, Sunday, huge opportunity for my Roma. They blew it. Lost to Sassuolo in disgusting uh, way with uh, – couple early goals and then a red yeah. card. And then Milan sitting there on Monday with the Monday match, knowing everybody ahead of them lost, everybody around them lost for a top four spot. 1-1 draw against Salernitana. So nobody got maximum points besides Juventus and Napoli, who are on, you know, kind of different trajectories right now because of the, the big lead and the deduction. So none of those four teams um, in the middle there, five teams in the middle fighting for those three Champions League spots did anything with it. You know, a point is not that great when you're, so close together three really would have been ideal for any of these teams none of them did it so we entered the derby with lazio two points ahead of roma lazio sitting third on 49 like i said and roma on 47 through 26 match days and the books see this as very close Scotty. we got roma money line plus 175 lazio plus 165 and the draw line at plus 190 um draw no bet if you if you want to go that route because it is a pretty good value here too roma minus 110 and lazio minus 120 the over is plus 150 and the under is minus 195. I mean, I know you are more of the Premier League guy on here, but what do, what do you see when you look at my team and Knicks and you see those numbers there? <laughs> I mean, the 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 first assumption is it's going to be an under uh, match, but with that line being, you know, what would you say is minus 195 for under two and a half? Minus that's... 195. I, I don't know if I've ever seen an under in like a, such an <laughs> evenly matched game. Uh, in terms of table position as an under like this. We talked about when you look at some of these matches first glance we, with uh, when was it Juve played Roma and it was, you know, Allegri yes. versus Mourinho. And we're like, yeah, there's team totals be, well, were very You high. guys went yeah. over. I said, I, I look at that just surface level. And I say that's an under game. I'm having the same vibes here with, with Saudi and, and, and Mourinho. Um, you can't really take it. I mean, that it, it makes no sense to drop two units to basically make one. And yeah, so that's, I would never advise that. There has to be some ways to get clever about it. If you really like a team to win, I would take that team to win in a shutout. So if you're looking at this, you say, hey, listen, Roma, bad loss, Sassuolo, but they're trending in a better direction right now than Lazio, and you want to take Roma to win, maybe you go Roma Roma to win in a shutout or, or in some capacity. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a tough one. Uh, who, who, who do you think right now has the most positive momentum? I, I think... Both clubs have kind of been up and down in recent weeks. Does anybody have yeah. any positive momentum coming into this? So if you had asked me before last Sunday, I'd say Roma because they were coming off a win against Juventus at the at the Olympico. First time they've taken uh, at least four points off Juve in a season in like six or seven seasons, I think, and maybe longer. Uh, and then they beat Sociedad at home 2 nothing in the first leg of the Europa League matchup. But then all of a sudden it came unraveled in that 4-3 loss to Sassuolo. Um, I might have said 4-2 before because I forgot they scored the, the late goal. Um Meanwhile, Lazio had the huge win against Napoli a couple weekends ago, and then lost. That Nick to was not allowed to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, and then they sure. lost to Alkmaar in the uh, round of sixteen in the Europa Conference League, where they were, got relegated when they didn't get out of the Europa League group. And then it was a zero-zero draw to Bologna. So these two teams both play tomorrow. We're recording on Wednesday evening. Um, Roma goes in with an advantage against Sociedad in Spain, so they're kind of just trying to manage that matchup, and that's kind of what Mourinho likes to do. 
So we'll see how they get out of that. And then it's Lazio has to play from behind on the road in Holland. So I don't know how aggressively they pursue that. Does Saudi want to try to win a trophy there? Um, Lazio has been a team that kind of doesn't care as much about winning when they're in Europe. They're kind of more interested in qualifying and I guess reaping the reward, rewards of qualifying. Um, curious to see how they, you know, turn the lineup over tomorrow. Um, Cheeto has been out for them, which takes away some of their momentum. Roma's getting pretty much all of their uh, injured players back. Uh, Pellegrini has some stitches. He'll be wearing a helmet tomorrow. Um, Solbakken is back in training. Belotti's back. He injured a wrist and had some surgery, but as a you know football player, he doesn't need his wrist because he can't do anything with him anyway, uh, besides gain a little position, I guess. Um, I think a lot depends on tomorrow. I think if Roma gets through, even if it's like a one nothing loss against Sociedad, I think they come in with more momentum, unless Lazio can really get a, a big result in Holland. Um, I think this match might also mean more to Roma. From a Roma perspective, I'm it seeing... It definitely does. Yeah, you're, you're two points behind Lazio, so you're fifth. You're on the outside looking in. You lost the first derby to Lazio, one nothing When Lazio had Cheeto also had injured that match, you had uh, Malinkovic Savage was out on yellow card suspension. I was like, oh, this is perfect, right? Roma's set up to win this match, and they ended up not winning that match, and, and it really hurt their momentum um, at that point in the season. And I, I think that's one of the matches I look back at and I have regrets for Roma this year, that and the Atalanta loss, because Atalanta, they completely outplayed them, and it was one kind of, not miracle, but really good shot from a, a defensive player that sunk them. They lost both those matches one nothing, and you know, they couldn't get the job done. Now, Roma was without Paulo Dybala, and we've seen statistically they're a much worse team without Dybala, and they lost both of those matches without Dybala, so he could be a difference maker in this one. Um, so I think that helps Roma a bit, having him available, but Lazio's defense has been really good this year, and that's where the books are looking at the under. Mourinho plays conservatively for the most part. Lazio's played really good defense. Someone's going to have to unlock this match. Yeah, it's... So yeah, I agree with you. I, I think a win here, way more important to Roma um, yeah. than maybe Lazio. I think Lazio, honestly, probably happy if they get a draw here. Um, yeah, they they don't necessarily pick up points on like Milan or Inter, but as far as the team that is going to potentially surpass them in, in terms of Champions League positioning, Roma doesn't pick up any points on them. It kind of holds serve and, and they can survive in advance. Maybe this is a crazy take, but if we're looking at an under of 2.5 being you know minus 195 or whatever, it might make sense to take the draw here because yeah. uh, there's basically possibly. four results in, in yeah. that category. It's 0-0, 1-0, or 1-1. One, one. Um, two of those results are, are draws, uh, and you're looking at plus 190 here for basically, yeah. I don't want to say it's a 50% chance, but 50% of the results within that line are, are uh, draws. I think that might be almost the best value, uh, especially knowing that both teams are pretty hampered in their, their offensive play. They're usually pretty sound in the back. Um, I know... Roma had a little blip against Sassuolo, but that might be the way to go. Um, I think the only thing that really might, you know, put the, uh, the take the, the wheels off the track, so to speak, in this one is if Roma were to score early and then yeah. Mourinho just drops the block and just, you know, yeah. sits back for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, like we said, one nothing Lazio win last time. Last season, when these two managers were first in charge, it was a 3-2 Lazio win in the first go-around. Uh, a couple of Ibanez mistakes from what I remember in that one. Um, and then it was Roma just laid down the hammer on Lazio in the second derby, 3 nothing win, um, big win for them. Um, and we haven't actually had a derby draw since the spring of 2020. Um, oh, they're due, as Nick might say. Yeah. Yeah, two draws in the 1920 season. 
And every the, the last five since have not been in draws. But yeah, that draw number is an, is an attractive one, in my opinion, at a 1-1 a one, one or a 0-0, zero, zero, I could certainly see happening here. As a Roma fan, I would be disappointed in that because I think Roma needs the win. But I think, like you said, I think Lazio would take that and run with it, especially if maybe Inter slips up against Juve. We're going to talk about that that match next. Then it's all of a sudden they're level with Inter in the table, right? And um, things get really interesting. And, and Roma's still on the outside looking in if Milan gets the result they're looking for. Things could get uh, difficult for Roma because they would be three. Well, they'd still be two behind uh, Lazio, but they could fall, you know, three more behind Milan. And it starts to get really tough for them. So I do think it means more to Roma. Would Mourinho cry over a draw? I don't think he'd cry over it, but I I do think he would is going to be the coach that wants to win more. Um, I think, like you said, in terms of betting, the under is probably the play, but you can't bet that. Um who knows? You might get a fluke over. Maybe you get a 2-1, but it's it's tough to bet it based on the way these teams play, um, for sure. If, if I'm looking at something, I might look at, like, a draw-no-bet. If you like one team better than the other, draw-no-bet might be a good option because minus 110, minus 120 are pretty good lines on teams like this. Because um, if the draw comes out, you walk away even, you know, all square, and, and you can kind of just say, okay. Yeah, I think uh, to me, like I'd probably go, like I said, I, I think the draw is is the really interesting one. And then if you want to get creative, to me, I, I agree. I think if someone's winning this game, I would go towards Roma um, just based off of you know who they have available right now and where the momentum goes. And if you want to get crazy, we know what the under looks like. If they're going to win, it's probably going to be a 1-0, 2-0 type win. Roma to win in a shutout is plus 310 um, on yeah, DraftKings. That's, that's not a bad one. And what is it the other way around? What is Lazio and um, uh, Lazio? Lazio to win in a shutout. Um, Lazio to win in a shutout would be. It is plus two ninety. Yeah, so you could put a unit on either of those, a unit on the draw, and one way or another, you might come out on top. Now, obviously, if it goes the opposite way, yeah. or you get a scoring uh, victory for a team, then it you know kind of screws you. But if you think it's gonna be a one zero one one type match, that you, you can certainly make one of those plays. Yep. For sure. Yeah. It is gambling for a reason. So you can't, you know, hedge completely, but it's certainly an interesting way to look at hedging, especially yeah, when you don't have, have a, a system beating play here, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that'll be an interesting one to watch Sunday afternoon. It's the late match um, with, or actually it's the, the mid afternoon, which is one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time with the, uh, the time change. Following that is Juve at Inter. Now these lines, Scotty were really interesting to me. Inter, Play Champions League on Tuesday. Juve will be playing Europa League tomorrow against uh, Nance. And I think they have a pretty solid advantage heading into that one. Um, Juve plus 280 on the money line. Inter minus 110. The draw plus 235. Draw no bet. Plus 180 for Juve. Minus 245 for Inter. So that's not even in play. Over 2.5 plus 110. Under 2.5 minus 140. Books again leaning toward the under in this one. Uh, this one, I think, has a little more potential to go over than the Roma-Lazio match, based yep. on what we've seen from Juve this season. Maybe a little less so from Inter. Yeah, I think Inter, for me right now, are one of, one of the hardest teams to cap. Um, yeah. I can't really figure out. They have all the talent and the ability. They look really great in one game, and then they kind of look like they've fallen off a cliff in the next. Um, Juve used to be kind of like that for us. when we were, you know, Juve used to be banned from the bet slip until Nick yeah. went on a five-game win streak with them. So I, I think this one's tricky. Um, at first glance, Juve draw no bet at plus 180 really 
seems attractive Jumped out of me uh, yeah. especially just because of you know watching how how inter played against porto i know they they didn't need to get a win in that one um they were they had a 1-0 aggregate going into it so perhaps a bit more conservative but really i mean lukaku was lukaku a you know this pod is not a, a believer in his abilities right now um jeko is you know always there but he he's not going to be a, a one-man wrecking crew anymore and it's to me kind of comes down to how Lautaro is going to play. He didn't look great, especially in the second half against Porto. He kind of disappeared in that one. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if if that Inter that showed up against Porto it shows up against this Juve side, Juve draw no bet plus one eighty is a, is a must play in my opinion. But yeah. like I said, they've been up and down. If they come out and Lautaro is having one of his you know really great days and he's you know involving Lukaku, I don't know who will start this one. Jacko started midweek. I think Lukaku started last weekend. So, you know, flip a coin, figure that out. Um, it could be interesting. Yeah. And I misspoke on Juve. They play Freiburg tomorrow. They they won one nothing in the first leg. So they have they have a tighter matchup. Not Nance was a three-nothing win in the second leg of the yeah. um round of 32. So they're gonna have to play a little bit harder than than I, I thought. They're they're not up three-nothing. But to me, the draw no bet stands out. Like you said, plus 180. Juve won the first matchup at the Allianz, two-nothing back in November. Juve. I know it gets kind of masked because they have the 15-point deduction. They've been the second team in Italy based on results this season. Second-best team. Easy. Uh, only yep. Napoli's been better. Um, the Easy. one the one time they did have a big number like this, we did get suckered in and took them against Napoli. I know Nick and I both did. We, we thought they were like, wow, like so much value here. Um, you know, it was kind of right after the World Cup break. Maybe Napoli starts their Spalletti, you know, January, February swoon did not. They ended up getting hammered, but this is a much different opponent than Napoli. Um, very different in terms of the way they're built, the way they they play the matches. I, I think if I'm taking something here, I'm probably taking a shot at Juve, draw no bet at plus 180. And if they lose, so be it. I think the value is too good to pass up. Yeah, I agree with that. If you want to be more conservative, uh, Juve plus half a goal is minus 125. That's yeah. also fine. That's also good too, yeah. that's That might even be better. You get you cash minus 125 and they could still draw. So that's that's even better. Yeah, so good value all around on Juve. Um, very interesting to me that the, that the lines were so so wide, um, in my opinion. Books must know something. That's what I've learned the last two weeks with my yeah. 0 and 6 picks. So I must be Pope maybe, being out again, right? It's gonna, yeah, <laughs> huge loss. That. He's done so huge much loss. this season. <laughs> all right, so we're moving to Spain for our, our third buy or sell, and it's actually El Clasico this weekend. I know we don't watch a lot of La Liga. This is one of those matches, though, everybody kind of at least turns their attention to a little bit, even if you're not a big La Liga watcher. Uh, Real Madrid, money line plus 210, Barca plus 110, and Draws plus 245. Obviously, with those lines, you could assume I didn't say, but it's at the Camp Nou. Um, draw no bet. Real Madrid plus 130, Barca minus 175. Over two and a half minus 120, and the under is minus 105. So the books are leaning over, and they're they're liking Barca. Yeah, it's that time of the year where you get like three El Clasico's you know, sandwiched together in like a two week period. Um, cause they play in the, the Copa del Rey. They had the opening leg, I think, you know, a week and a half ago. Um, this is the, their matchup in La Liga. So this is the actually league play. And then they play again in the Copa del Rey, um, in the first week of April, I think. So you're gonna get a lot of this. We got to pay attention. Um, in the first, uh, leg of the Copa del Rey, that was in March 2nd, uh, Barcelona won one, nothing. And, I think if you're looking at this match, that's kind of what I would expect to happen again. Barcelona's defense 
did not look good uh, in Europa against Manchester United, and that's why they're no longer in Europa. Um, but outside of that, they've been stellar. Uh, again, three straight clean sheets in their last three matches. Um, it's been their strength all season long in La Liga. I think they've only allowed eight goals all season long. As a Liverpool fan, I can't really sit here and say that Madrid's attack isn't great because they just put you know six, maybe could have been eight goals against Liverpool's defense in the last uh, two matches uh, in the Champions League. So obviously we talked about Vinny Jr. and how dynamic he is. Benzema is always there. Um, and then their midfield, I think, is as strong as any midfield in Europe with Kamavinga and Chiuameni and even Cruz and Modric. So uh, it'll be interesting. I don't think, you know, this is going to be a goal-scoring affair. So I would probably maybe lean towards taking the under in this one. Um, minus 105 is pretty good value, for all things considered. So that's probably my play if I'm picking one. If I'm taking a team... Yeah, Real Madrid at plus 210 money line is really attractive, but I just think this is going to be another Barcelona, let's play our play to our strengths, which is our defense. And if we can get one, that should be enough type game. Yeah, and, and, and I should have mentioned earlier, there's a nine-point gap here. So if Barcelona wins, even a draw for Barcelona probably clinches the league at this point. A win for Real, maybe they could put a little pressure on Barcelona, but... Real won today, right? So they're into the the round of the quarterfinals in the Champions League. Barca's not playing in Europe anymore, so they've got that extra rest. Yeah, this is the the fourth time these teams are meeting already this year. They're meeting a fifth time right after uh, the international window because they also played the Supercopa uh, Espanol, I believe it's called, and it was a 3-1 Barca win there. Real won the first matchup between these teams 3-1 um, at, at the uh, Bernabeu. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Sometimes they do play these higher-scoring games. Sometimes they play the lower scoring, like in the first leg of the Copa. I think Barca at home is going to want to keep this low scoring. I think if this gets into kind of a back and forth shootout, I think that does kind of favor Madrid. We saw that what they did to Liverpool over two legs, scoring six goals. Um, they did it. They got an early goal in the first league match between these teams in the 12th minute, and then they kind of took it and ran with it and got a second and took a while for Barca to get themselves in the match and score to the 83rd. Um, so it probably favors Barca. There's a reason why they're, you know, plus 100 more value on Madrid in terms of being an underdog here. And I think Madrid's going to be a little they, – they played the full lineup today. So oh, yeah. yep. Wednesday Every to Sunday, in. not the most rest. You know, they maybe they weren't foot on the gas 100% stress-wise because they still had that three-goal cushion, but they were they were pushing for goals, and it took them a long time to score and really, really, really put it to bed. So yeah. I think Benzema the picked up a knock. Become, Looked yes. like it could be a cramp, but who's to say? Um, so maybe he's out for this one, or they just take it easy because he let's let's be honest. I mean, he's getting up there in age, so yeah. you typically need to rest guys like that a little bit more often. So maybe he plays in this one, maybe he doesn't. Rodrigo is a perfectly capable replacement, but um, you know, you don't need to give Barcelona's defense any more advantages than they're already getting. Yeah. And for me, like I see Real Madrid plus 130 draw a bet, and I'm like instantly looking at that, like ooh, like there's value there, but then I have to remind myself, yes, they did win today. They did win the Champions League tie, but fatigue could become a factor. It is at Barca. Barca's got a nine-point cushion in the league for a reason. They they played really good defense outside of United for the most part this year. So it's going to be uh, – and it's, and it's in Barcelona, which makes it very tough on Madrid, yeah. I think. And stop me if you heard this before, Steve, but you know Real Madrid playing much, much better in Europe than they do in the yes. league. Um, yeah, yeah, they just beat, I think, Espanol 3-1. to one. But the match before that, they couldn't score against Real Betis, who almost lost to whatever, uh, uh, Elche, uh, yeah. last place the week prior to that. So, um, again, 
a little inconsistent struggles at times. I would lean towards Barcelona in this one, but I really like the under two and a half at minus one Oh five. I think that's a, a really good number. Yeah, for sure. So one to keep an eye on for sure. England this week, the attention turns. It's a mix of premier league and FA cups. So let's take, just take a quick run through the FA cup. Since that's a knockout tournament, we're into the quarterfinals. A lot of um, second-tier teams. We have four teams that are not in the Premier League in the quarterfinals, including one that's a head-to-head of uh, championship teams. So we're going to have a championship team in at least the semifinals. So we have uh, City against Burnley. City, huge favorite, minus 500. Burnley, plus 1,300. Sheffield United hosting Blackburn. Sheffield, minus uh, 155. Blackburn, plus 425. That's the, the championship matchup. Uh, Brighton against Grimsby Town. Brighton, minus 700. Grimsby, plus 1,500. And then United against Fulham is the only Premier League matchup there. And that's uh, United minus 230, Fulham plus 600. Scott, um, do you buy any of those underdogs to maybe get a result? Yeah, I think this is one where you really have to look at lineups before you lock in any wagers. Um, that Fulham-Manchester United line is is really off because Fulham has been have been good, good this season. Um, yeah. If you looked at that as like an, uh, a league line, I think everybody would on this podcast would be all over Fulham at plus 600 or even Probably in some double capacity. chance, right? Yeah. Double chance. I mean, them getting plus a goal and a half is minus 170. You know, it's, you could take that and layer that into some, some parlays and be okay. Um, I think the storyline here is that I think we're, it's actually pretty interesting. We're, we're looking like we could be getting a, a Manchester city versus United final in the FA cup, yeah. which would be very interesting. Uh, Manchester United obviously had kind of been talking up a, a chance at a quadruple up until the last month or so uh, with how they were running through the the uh, Carabao Cup with them potentially competing with Arsenal and City. They're they're closing in on the uh, the title race for the Premier League. They're looking pretty good in Europa after knocking out Barcelona and they're in the quarterfinals for this one. We know the league is probably out of play now um, after that seven nothing loss to Liverpool. Um, we know that they're obviously did not win the Carabao Cup. So this might be their best chance at getting a, a trophy in a season that yeah. really has felt like their best season in the past, I don't know, almost a decade since since Ferguson's left. So um, I know Mourinho won them the the Europa one season, but that, that felt like it was against the grain almost. Um, do I like any of the underdogs? That was your initial question. Sorry for talking around it. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's going to be many upsets. I mean, your best chance is probably Blackburn. Uh, that was at Sheffield. Blackburn, yeah. I'm surprised that's such a big spread. Yeah, and, and again, check the lineups because it's possible City come into this and they realize that it's a congested fixtures time of the year for them. And we know that they're going to be you know, prioritizing the league and Champions League, right? They're still behind Arsenal, so they can't necessarily rest players in the league right now. So you could see a heavy rotation in this Man City side and Burnley have been good in, in the championship. You know, they, they've figured out how to score goals. We talked about them. They were one of my locks, I think, a month ago. Um, their defense is usually pretty sound, so... You know, if you want to go in here and, and take a Burnley plus a goal and a half at plus one twenty five, if you see the the right lineups, then I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad about it. You know, City have had their fair share of slip ups against you know inferior quality opponents. Yeah, um, coming off even, a big win, coming off a big win. But let's you know point out the fact that Holland scored five goals in that match, yeah. and without Holland, they may only score one goal if that. So yeah. um, if Holland doesn't play in this one because uh, Pep wants to be careful with his his star man and, and realizes that there's bigger trophies that he needs to be competing for. Don't be surprised to see if Holland is, starts this one on the bench and they try to bring him in in the 60th minute if if the scoreline is close. 
Yeah, and so just to give a little background on the the championship clubs, we have uh, Burnley, like Scotty said, is is kind of running away with things down there. 83 points through 37 match days. Um, Sheffield is second on 70 points through 37 match days. Blackburn is fifth on 61. So these are three of the top five teams fighting for promotion. To At least two of those teams will probably be up, um, barring Sheffield, like collapsing. Um, and then just looking back, um, Blackburn recently played in the league against Sheffield United, one nothing home victory over Sheffield. So makes it very interesting as to why they are such big underdogs, in my opinion. I don't know if there's any injuries since then. I, I haven't looked that closely at their their roster. Um, back in August, they did lose at Sheffield three nothing, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Maybe a draw no bet situation um something like that see what their their double chances or something or getting half a goal maybe could be interesting just because i feel like those two teams are probably the most evenly matched ones in this this draw um you know you can't touch brighton you can't really touch city uh you probably don't want to touch united unless you're taking them i don't know yeah nothing that you can take days in advance yeah. Look for lineups, right? If you look, even Brighton, maybe Brighton comes out and, and they're going to rest like one of their midfielders, like, right, maybe McAllister or, or Sally Marsh decide to sit or Matoma. Um, then maybe you can look at Grimsby Town at plus one and a half for plus 165. Yeah. But I'm not taking anybody, draw no bet, yeah. you know, f- as far as underdogs. And I'm What's not going to go. Grimsby Town League Two, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. Let's see. Grimsby Town is. In 15th in Football League 2. So um, best of luck if you want (laughs) to take them plus anything. (laughs) But uh, FA Cup's always fun. That's why we have four teams that are not in the Premier League in the final eight. So something to keep an eye on this weekend. Something to maybe have a little fun with. Always take props in that one too. Props are always fun in the FA Cup. For sure. So let's go to our hat trick of picks. We'll run through ours. We'll, We'll give Nick's as well. He did put them in for us. So we will give his picks out. Um. Premier League heavy from the two of us. I'll throw that out there. And then Nick's all said, yeah. So let's see what we've got. Yeah, I'll kick things off. Um, so let's call a spade a spade. I'm in terrible form right now. Oh, for my last six. Uh, and I'm going to ride a bet that I took last weekend and lost with. And that's Brentford Moneyline. Um, this time they're home versus Leicester. They did not get it done on the road against a very, I'll say, scrappy Everton side. Uh, I think Everton scored in like the first two or three minutes and then just sat back. So Tough one to lose, but a loss is a loss. Uh, I think they rebound here. Actually, they rebounded midweek against Southampton. They did get a 2-0 win um, on Wednesday, as you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday. So I, I think there's you know, a, a spark there again. Um, being at home, I feel much better about taking them. It's even money. And Leicester have not gotten a point in the league since February 13th. Um, so almost a month, a little over a month, uh, when they you know, beat Tottenham 4-1 or 3-1. to they, they smashed them. Uh, so not good form for Leicester city right now. I think Wout Feist, who is their one of their center halves that's been playing pretty much every game for them week in and week out. He's going to miss this game with a red card. He picked up against Chelsea. It's a really good line. I, I've been burned by Brentford last weekend. If they burn me again this weekend, I might just cancel them from my bet slip for the rest of the season. Yeah. Brentford let us down last weekend. Uh, them and Brighton both. And then they both won today midweek. Of course we weren't paying Go attention figure. too much to it because it was champions league day. We, we put all our eggs over there. And we paid for it, but hey, um, I, I like Brentford against Leicester. Like I like the points you made. I I would certainly ride that even money. I'm going with another one. This one jumped out to both of us. I just happened to get to it first. Tottenham money line minus 120 at Southampton. You know, it goes without saying the Saints have struggled all season. Should be fatigued after losing midweek against Brentford. 
there isn't much hope left for the bottom dwellers and Spurs. Meanwhile, are fighting to fend off Newcastle and Liverpool for that last Champions League place. Um, and I think with just one competition to compete in now, Conte should have his boys ready for for this uh, this matchup here. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off that. Uh, I like Tottenham first half money line plus 140 because Tottenham looked a lot more like the Tottenham of old uh, last weekend. Uh, Harry Kane picked up two goals. Sun shipped in the third. Um, yeah, it's against Nottingham Forest, but again, Southampton's not really a, a much stronger side than than Nottingham, uh, and definitely not offensively. Um, Southampton actually looked decent against Brentford. I think they had most of possession, but they managed, I think they had 64, 65% possession, but they managed just one shot on target. Uh, that's just a theme for them all season long where they can have the possession, they can control the, the, the game, but their offense is just very, very weak. Um, really their biggest threat is, is our boy James Ward Prowse from, from yeah. set pieces. So uh, I think Tottenham are going to come out again, you know, like, you know, man on fire, uh, get us a goal or two in the first half. And I don't see Southampton really scoring in this one. So another prop, if you like, is maybe Tottenham to keep a clean sheet because they have looked pretty decent defensively for the most part this season. Yeah. Um, I'll stick with what my next Premier League pick while we're there. Uh, Newcastle money line minus 145 at Nottingham Forest. After back-to-back losses against City and Liverpool, Newcastle bounced back with a much-needed win over Wolves last week. The Magpies still actually control their own uh, Champions League qualification destiny, having a game in hand on Liverpool. I think it was two in hand on Spurs. So this one could be big in that push for the top four. And, and I think Newcastle gets it done. And I'll close out our Premier League pick section um, with a fun prop. Uh, I'm going to take Wolverhampton to score first versus Leeds United. Uh, the total for this game is leaning very heavily towards the under two and a half. It's like minus 165. Not as heavy as Lazio and Roma, but still pretty heavy. Um, for the most part, that's because neither of these squads are particularly effective up front um but i think wolves have a really strong midfield between neves and, and mutinho and and Mateus nunez uh so i like them to kind of dictate the pace of this game especially at home um so really the question comes down to can wolverhampton score before Leeds put together a, a competent counterattack? um and i think they do uh, this Leeds team has not been great uh in recent weeks i think they did just pull off like a 2-2 draw against brighton but Aside from that, it's been pretty weak showing from them uh, for like the last month, month and a half. So I'll take a, a chance on Wolves to score first at home. Again, they're going to have possession. They're going to control the game. Minus 130 is an okay number for it. So I'll lock that in. Yeah. I, I don't know if Leeds firing Jesse Marsh did any good, honestly. Uh, since no. they fired him, they've, they've probably been worse. Um, yeah. Problem lies within the talent they have on their roster, not necessarily the, the way that they set up. Yeah. So my last pick, I'm going to go to the um, Bundesliga, the place I've, I've gone to often this year. I'm going with Bayern and over two and a half uh, game parlay at Leverkusen, which is uh, listed at minus 105 right now. Leverkusen has to play Thursday in the Europa League, while Bayern will be well rested. They played Champions League last week. Um, Bayern is the highest scoring team in the league, while Leverkusen struggles to keep out the opposing attacks. Three of their last four games have featured a total of five goals for Leverkusen. Uh, I see at least three in this one with Bayern coming out on top. Yeah, and, and Dortmund's still in yeah, you know, spitting distance of Bayern for for the so title. They, they uh, of win, Bayern right? Munich, I should say. Yeah, so a win here puts the pressure on Bayern a little bit. Bayern's still going to be in Champions League probably, depending on their matchup, probably for at least another round or two. Um, so I think there's a lot of motivation there, and I definitely see goals in this one as Dortmund usually has, like you mentioned, high-scoring offense. Uh, so I think that's actually a really good pick, you know, getting, doing a Saruti special there, if you will, taking the Bayern money line and the layering in that over two and a half. 
Yeah, it's a it's a good way in a match like this to get some value in a match that you kind of expect goals. Like it's an overtype match. Bayern should win, so I, I think it's the uh, I think it's a pretty good route to go. Bayern won the first matchup between these two four nothing. I don't know if they do that again on the road, but I, I definitely could see a three one, a two one, three two, something like that. Uh, the way the, these Bayern Bayern Leverkusen matches play out, so uh, certainly something to keep an eye on. And they do have to play their second leg on the road against uh, Ferran Kravos, uh, one of those like Eastern European teams. So they've got some travel to do too. Of course. Yeah. All right. I will take you guys through Nick's picks, and then Coach will bring it home with the pod lock of the week which did win last week. So we're back on a winning streak of one, but that's all that matters. Nick's first pick, all three picks coming from Serie So Nick sticking to what he knows. They're all money line picks, which makes me happy because when I see Nick going in for like team total corners or cards, I get a little nervous. Nick, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It's just true. His first pick, Napoli money line minus 140 at Torino. That is another pick that I liked when I first saw it. Minus 140 didn't really get me too excited, but it's certainly a winning pick given the way that Napoli have been playing, especially how they played uh, today in the Champions League. So Torino, not really known for their offense, more of a defensive side. I don't see Napoli really struggling to break them down. This seems like a very solid one to just feel free to lock in and you take your returns, whatever they may be. Second pick, Nick's favorite team. I would say it's Lazio, but that's not the case. It's actually Bologna. He's taking the money line plus 115 at Salernitana. Get alone, get on board the Bologna bandwagon. Uh, he loves his boy Orsolini. Uh, Salernitana probably due for a, a little bit of a regression to the mean here. Um, so plus 115, really good money or really good value on the money line. Hard one to pass up, especially with a team that's been pretty hot of, of recent weeks. And his third pick. AC Milan, another money line pick, plus 110 at Udinese. Called this a bounce back one. Um, I guess, yes, Milan lost last week, but or, or they drew. They drew last week, right? They drew Salernitana. Yeah, so well, little bounce back. Udinese, we've talked about them on the podcast. I think their, their offense is actually similar to AC Milan in some ways, where I think it's pretty wasteful. But what Udinese doesn't have is a very strong back line that, AC Milan has really kind of come into form in the last two months. Ever since their their struggles in January, they've kind of figured it out. So uh, a pretty safe pick here, uh, unless Udinese finds some sort of miracle shot from 25 yards. I don't think they're getting on the score sheet in this one. And you got to figure that between some combination of Giroud and Leao, um, Milan will find a way to get at least one or two goals on, on Udinese. Yeah, they've really struggled to score without De Lefeu. Um Udinese. They started the season really hot and have been like ice cold since uh, his his absence. Um, so Podlock, we're going back to the Premier League. Aston Villa at home, money line minus one forty against Bournemouth. Bournemouth should be feeling good coming off a big win against Liverpool that pulled them closer to salvation. They also won the first head to head with Villa earlier this season. However, Villa's been much better under Emery, and this just feels like a classic letdown game for Bournemouth. We'll take the hosts and. Yeah, uh, you know, hopefully it's a back to the the normal Bournemouth and not the one that we saw against Liverpool. Yeah, and listen, we got we gave you guys a plus one twenty pod lock of the week last week that cashed minus one forty, a little more conservative, but again, we just need winners right now to kind of beef up that bankroll. This one seems like a a very good uh, safe pick. Again, I can't talk too much about Bournemouth because of what they did to Liverpool, but Aston Villa have been playing pretty well. I think it's a a pretty good value, all things considered. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up this episode. We 
and you know ask you guys our patron patreon page is up it's active we're giving out winners there so give us a follow and maybe consider joining for a, a low price of five dollars a month uh you get plenty of picks there you get extra weekend props from us as well besides these locks that we give you every week um and you know share out our content on social media we'd appreciate it we're trying to build up our following so help spread the word and uh help others join in with the winning at least the more winning than we did two weeks ago and uh get some more happy listeners so thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon